0: Welcome to Corner 3, the best podcast on the planet, brought to you by fan, by I am one of your hosts, the Man, the Myth, the non legend, Khalif Adams, and I am joined by the real man the myth, the legend, the one man who understands the amazingness of Popeye Jones. <laughs> it is John Warren. How are
1: you doing, sir? How's everything I'm all, going? I'm alright. I miss Popeye playing for the maps That was a fun <laughs> time. That was a fun time.
0: Popeye was good for the mags. He he, he was doing yeah, his thing. He was he was, he was doing
1: it right. He was he not was too right.
0: bad. Yeah, he's not too bad. That's what I bad. mean, they uh, don't call we him, are not also- call him
1: the the court Nosferatu for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Poor Popeye Jones. Popeye Jones probably has an
0: email box that's just like, stop fucking with me. This is like, <laughs> leave me alone. I was born this
1: way. Leave me I, be. I should he Popeye Jones should be on Cameo. I should look him up see if he's on Cameo. Oh, I want to yeah. throw him some. I'm, I want to throw him some dollars. You know who if, is on cameo, if, Khalif. I I wanted to. I, I almost decided to surprise <laughs> you with this, but then I didn't under. I didn't for a moment. I was like, what if he actually hates this guy? I don't know. I almost had Charles Oakley say something <gasps> to me the other day.
0: Ooh,
1: I would because I, I saw he was on it. I was like Charles Oakley, but then I went through his. I was sorry, Charles, but I went through his <laughs> other like examples of what he was saying, and he's just yeah. like this yeah yeah uh this is yeah. charles oakley um <laughs> i want to wish uh i want to wish stella a real happy birthday from kent ken <laughs> says happy birthday anyway charles oakley out like that's just, can, that's kind of the energy that he was bringing to his cameos. you can tell
0: you can tell the people who do cameo because they're like I really need this money to pay off this alimony money. Sure. Like you can yeah. like you can tell the people who really are not in it for the for for the actual love of it and don't right. really give a shit and they're just like yeah. my agent said if I do this for about a month <laughs> I can pay off all that gambling debt that I that I put together over the past year. Because people will send me money to have me talk about things that Mm -hmm. I give no shits about at Mm -hmm. all. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, Shout out to Nikki Grayson, who is a little bit under the weather, but also he's on the space
1: station. He's on the space station, baby. He's up there on the space station. He's got a little bit of a sinus infection up on the space station, but I heard from him this morning. He's doing great. He's looking at this earth like a big blue marble, and I hope he's doing well. I hope he's looking down on us and smiling. Yeah. <laughs> i hope that's what he's doing I mean, you, oh can dunk, you can dunk so fucking hard in the international space station it's amazing so oh my god
0: i just want and to he see he can Nikki actually float. reach the
1: rim up there he can reach they, they turn the gravity off and then he can reach it because otherwise otherwise he needs to like stand on like dennis robin's shoulders in order to to get that i i wait, hold on i i disagree <laughs> i think Nikki, at his current height and weight
0: would absolutely be able to duck. I believe in people who have young knees, like even
1: hold if on. Hold,
0: yeah, on. Like Nikki, hold on. Yeah. Like Nikki, Nikki. I totally believe in Nikki.
1: No, listen, I believe in Nikki too. <coughs> Nikki's one of my favorite people that's ever lived on earth at, in the history of, of mankind. This man's knees. I gotta tell you, this man's knees are made out of Lincoln logs, man. Like, <laughs> like I'm talking, I'm telling you, I've, I've heard them crack at nothing. So I don't know. I don't know if he's got the ups. I mean, I know I. I don't know. I know I don't have the ups. Let's be honest. I don't. I. I I got nothing. I used to be able to
0: touch a rim way back in the day. Really? Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I could. I could. I could grab a ten foot rim, but it was like. These days my my knees sound like if you open a bag of pork rinds. <laughs> that <shit is> not <laughs> It is not sexy, it is not amazing. I walked up the stairs and was like <gasps>
1: chicharrones, 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 chicharrones. Chicharrones.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. real. Yeah. It is definitely that at this point. Um Amazing. If you want to donate to any one of our knees, uh, You can do that by way of sending us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That would be fantastic. Uh, Please check out the show on all the places that our podcast resides because we need that fuel to keep it uh, going and keeping the ISS in the air. We want to make sure that they can see all the wonderful things from all above the planet. Um, So shout out to... And, and by the way, the show was fantastic last week. I didn't get a chance to to, to be on it because of some scheduling issues, uh, okay. but it was a fantastic job of, of Nikki and and Jorda holding it down, yeah, uh, okay. making making it making it super cool. Uh, so that was fantastic. Uh, this week we have a really interesting and fun show because there's a lot of cool news happening within the league this week. It's usually a kind of up and down deal where you have a pretty interesting de- uh, drought of news because either everybody in Mama got COVID or because everybody's hurt yeah um so it, it winds up changing the way that that works uh in a, in a bigger way so we we try to make sure that you know we, we give you all the info that you need to make sure all that is is, is in the right spot mm-hmm. um this week um we have to talk about the magic like i feel like steph curry doesn't have enough good nicknames for what he I does agree. on the court
1: yeah I right? agree. With you. like he he doesn't Steph.
0: have a good nickname yet. Like what's the, Mm-mm. the, you know, Steph is going to Steph is the thing, you know, chefs, chef, and chef Steph, Curry,
1: chef Curry, chef Curry's like the one I hear the most. I feel like, yeah, but it's Chef great, curry is a good one because Steph Curry and chef Curry sound. Chef Curry sounds like you messed up saying Steph Curry. So is it a great it nickname? No. Yeah, no, no. Um.
0: I, I don't have a, a, an idea of what I would give him as a name, but I feel like the ones that are out there are currently deficient. So, again, if you're out there and you're listening to the show, you know, please tweet at us. Shoot us messages uh, in all the places that you can. Uh, we'd love to know what a better uh, nickname for for Steph would be because he is on, or was on a historic scoring streak uh, in the past, what, 10, ga- 11 games? He's 11 games. <clears throat> um, he just uh ended his 11 game streak of having games where he scored more than 30 points in a game. Yeah. Um, what is wild to me is that of all the folks who have like had a game where they scored 10 or more three pointers in a game,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he had 21 of them <laughs> in in the in the whole league. Um and also the only person who's even close to him is Clay Thompson with two. Right. That's that's amazing. Unbelievable.
1: That's amazing. <laughs> there's there's <laughs> never been a player like Steph Curry. I don't know when we'll see someone change the way the game is played, like he has again. Yeah. And yeah. it's so hard to score 30 points in the NBA. Once. Oh. <clears throat> it's so hard um no. and to do it that many times in a row against defenders that are as good uh, at the nba level whatever quarantine season or not i don't care it, it it is an unbelievable feat and it's one of those things where when you think about it you kind of it kind of dawns on you that it's like oh that's probably never going to happen again right yep um and Steph's just that kind of player. It's a real shame that Steph is having to kind of do this one-man show in order to keep them kind of in it. They're right yeah. now at the basement of the West. Not the basement, but the basement of playoff teams in the West. So they're kind of on that bubble. Um, but he's an, he's unbelievable. I mean, he's just an unbelievable player. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so the Warriors are 28 and 22 with him. Yes. And one in seven without him. <laughs> Yeah, uh, since he was, <laughs> I'm like, can you give me everybody else's check? Uh, yeah. <laughs> cause they're not putting in that work. I mean, even, even Draymond is like not even a footnote in any of these conversations in a real way. I think, is he still hurt? He's,
1: he's playing though. Right. Yeah. He's playing. I mean, like, you know, it, but he's, he's turned into such a utility guy, right? Like, you know, five yeah. points, five rebounds, four assists, that kind of guy. And so, um, yeah, it's like, it's, it. it it's tough. And, but the, the thing that really bothers me about that warriors team, James Wiseman's has had injury issues and and that's been a bummer for them, but like Kelly Oubre, Andrew Wiggins, mm-hmm. these, these scorers from the wing that were supposed to really kind of be a, a decent placeholder while clay recovers um, from all this stuff. And then obviously when clay comes back, they're just going to have shooters all over the court, but they've been really disappointing. I feel like, you know, not really contributing enough to, to the game, uh, to mm. the games and Steph's having to kind of carry everything he can. That's just a testament to how good he is. But like, is this sustainable for another, you know, 20 games or whatever. And through the playoffs, like, I don't think so. So it's
0: no, tough. I mean, he, he, he dropped a game in the, I guess his most recent game. He, he had like, like seven for 11 or something like that. Right. Um, In the games since returning to his, you know, from his bruised tailbone about 12 games ago, uh, he scored 53, oh, sorry, 32, 36, 37, 41, 32, 38, 53, 42, 33, 47, and 49.
1: That's unbelievable. Like... It's it's not it's not that he's scoring 32 every game, you know. It's like it's not that he's scraping that record. I mean he's crushing it some nights. Yeah it's
0: wild. And he's doing it from inside and outside, which I mean everybody knows that he's a three point shooter, but his you know, I was watching some um, some highlights before we started the show today, and there's two people who I know when you get them excited that it means something. (laughs) One is 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 Breen. Cause Mike Breen gets excited. He gets excited for everything, but he has like a layer of inflection in his voice when he's he really excited yeah. himself. Yep. And then the other person who I know that's like, that is Doris Burke. Yeah. Doris Burke. When she gets really excited about something, like she said, I was watching she did, you know, Steph came around, around a pick. He's at least four feet away from the three point line. He pulls up, hits a shot. No, like no rim all net. And she's like, come
1: on. yeah 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 that's my favorite that's my favorite i mean it's my favorite when people have watched hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of nba games professionally just go yeah i don't even know come on like what do do you even say to that shit i mean it's crazy
0: so yeah there's like nothing that you can do as a player and again it's like I, i i so agree with you that it's like i still even with his greatness in everything that he does yeah he gets a layer of um of, of kudos around the league, but outside of it feel, and this is again, tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if this is me, just like a weird observation. <clears throat> it still doesn't feel like he's the face of the league in the way that he should be.
1: It doesn't. I, right? I think maybe, I think maybe when that Warriors team was stacked and, mm-hmm. and, you know, they, they were just a super team and they had KD and even those early years when they, when they you know came onto the scene with clay and Steph being so, so, uh, um, commanding like I still don't feel like he was ever the face and I mean that has a lot to do with the fact that LeBron James is his contemporary and like you know LeBron is and 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 Giannis even coming on in the past couple years of just being such a a a physical specimen I think is just Mm -hmm. like such a a striking thing um yeah Steph has never really I think been the face of of the league which is odd to me because like seems like a good guy. He's, he's, he's good with the media. He's not like all over the place with the media, but he's good with the media. Uh, He's got an adorable family. Like that's good for the league. Right. Like, you know, so I I don't know. It's like, I don't know if it's activism stuff that keeps him, keeps him out, but like LeBron kind of does the same stuff. So like, I I don't know what it is. Maybe it's hard to pinpoint his game. Maybe it's hard to put Curry in a silhouette. Maybe they don't like the fact that he chews on his mouthpiece all the time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have no idea. But it could yeah, be the fact right. that he's a guard. Yeah, I mean, like, he's small. Think about that yeah.
0: too, right? Like he's yeah. small. Uh, you know, his game is is, is an inside-out game. It's not a power game at all. Right. Uh, he's not dunking on people every night. <clears throat> right. Uh, you know, you know, you're surprised at this point when he's dunking because you're just like, oh my god, he can he can dunk? What? <laughs> Get up there? Yeah, yeah. Who oh, no. knew? Yeah. Uh, so it, it is a really weird space that he occupies in terms of what he has done to. You know literally change the way the game is played and that's the yes. thing that's also not a thing that lo- which is also surprising of like how he gets kind of labeled yeah the broad hasn't changed the game in that way i I would I wouldn't say he would I has I wouldn't say he has Giannis is too young to have changed the game and his game is still yeah, too, too awkward to 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 have to have done that and and to a sure. certain extent you know <clears throat> because of those size limitations that LeBron and Giannis have, th- their games are not ones that you can emulate, even though we right. see Steph's game emulated throughout the league with everybody mm. named Mama taking shots from the, from the logo now. Yeah. Right? So it is a really weird space that he occupies in that way. One thing yeah. I did learn uh, today while while doing some research for the show is that former NBA star Rex Chapman has a podcast and that was very surprising to me. I just wanted to add that as an anecdote because I was like, "Who the hell knew that Rex Chapman had a podcast?" And who the hell is also listening and wanting to hear the Red po- Rex Chapman have a conversation about anything because he hasn't been relevant in basketball since Dan Marley was in the league. So, okay, it was. It was, it was I, I was like, "Oh, Rex Chapman has a podcast. Nice <laughs> okay, to know. Welcome. Yeah. Who knew? Welcome who to the you? game, Rex Chapman." Yeah. appreciate you i'm trying uh, to think
1: of like here. an i'm trying to think of another analog you know like if someone <laughs> someone from the <laughs> leagues past it's just like like i don't know i don't even like know. it's
0: like it's like if robert pack had a had a podcast <laughs> i'm like oh the daryl ham podcast like what like why why is this a thing well like i'm not mad you know get your get your creative juices flowing
1: but <laughs> it, it wasn't reminds- a thing that i thought it, it reminds me. It reminds me of growing up in the in uh, the '90s in Dallas, because like, um, you know, the Cowboys. They all had their oh. own, like radio show, so you yep. g- you'd get like two layers deep in the roster, and it's like Tony Casillas' radio show. I'm like, fucking what? Who? Why is Tony Casillas got a show? He's at Mico'sina every every night, putting away enchiladas with with everybody. Like, I get it. Like, I see him there. He's a nice guy. I don't know why as a I don't know why as a radio show though, like oh. I don't know. It's just it's just here's
0: weird. here's what we need to do, and and I'm gonna task this with our with with us doing it because now I've just done it, yeah. And said it out loud, and also we're probably gonna need some help from you all in fan, bat, fan bat world FanBot yeah. land to help us with this. If there is a sweet sixteen <laughs> of NBA players <laughs> who shouldn't have a podcast but how would you make that sweet 16 (laughs) yeah first of all we have to figure out what the kind of spin each Mm -hmm. one of those particular players would have on the on the podcasting game yeah and then we'd have to figure out a potential name for that podcast okay i think that would be an amazing project for us to figure out and work on at some point before the end of the season uh and then we put that out in the world somewhere
1: i see now i'm okay khalif hear me out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Hear me out. We need we need it. one of those mega brackets, okay? Yeah. We need we need worst NBA podcasters on one side. We Need worst Shit. NBA cameos on one. Ooh. And it we, we need quadrants? worst, we need worst NBA TV personalities and we need <gasps> worst uh NBA commercial actors. And we just oh need to put Oh my god. Like that's a and, and you know what? It covers a wide variety because so like wide. chris paul he fits in that little tv commercial nook but he doesn't really mm-hmm. fit anywhere else like i you know he doesn't have a podcast he's on cameo yeah. Yeah. but they all kind of fit their little. I think this is a good idea, and we should do it. Ooh, and this then, would be this then, would be actually really really good. And then make a lot of enemies in the league, and then we'll never get anyone on
0: the show. Oh, and then we'll that's... never get anyone on the <laughs>
1: show at that point. It would, uh, kiss those uh, NBA, maybe, NBA, yeah, maybe press we passes. Shouldn't.
0: Yeah, we're not gonna do that. Actually, that's a bad plan because uh, we want to go to the All Star game in twenty twenty two. We got to go to the All Star game. We got to go to the All Star game in twenty twenty two. Screaming Vacky!
1: Vacky! Everybody.
0: Uh, team vackeys for everybody um please get vaccinated <laughs> that's our psa for the show that's our psa Please get vaccinated please get vaccinated. um uh on a on a less uh happy note um the, you know the the conversations around the league again the league is becoming definitely more um outspoken when it comes to social issues and especially social justice ones uh, you know we've seen so many players get the label or get the you know the the message from the external parts of the league to shut up and dribble uh when it comes to uh, issues of social justice and activism in those ways um in the past week uh, since our prior uh recording uh Derek chauvin who was the police officer who murdered mort- who murdered George Floyd um was Con- uh, convicted or at least, uh, convicted of the three, uh, murder counts, uh, in his, uh, trial. Um, and you know, if we think about what has transpired from a political stance in terms of sports in the NBA, the George Floyd, you know, murder sparked so many different things. It sparked the, you know, the, the black lives the matter movement, you know, and then from that, so many other parts of, you know, the, the conversations around protest, both from a, you know, you know, I mean, it, it sparked Kaepernick's kneeling It sparked so Well, did it spark Kaepernick's kneeling? <laughs> no, man. it sparked another I think conversation was
1: about Kaepernick's kneeling. But yeah. Yeah,
0: no right. You know, it, it was there was a, a definite ripple effect of, of of what happened to George Floyd across the sports world sure. in a larger way. And the NBA was WNBA and NBA were the folks who kind of, you know, most most loudly and proudly kind of started those conversations. Within that realm, um, it was really interesting to see um, folks within the NBA have thoughts about that. We, we even getting a joint statement, which is very, very rare from the NBA and the NBAPA um, around the conviction of Derek Chauvin. That reads, George Floyd's murder was a flash, a flashpoint for how we look at race and justice in our country. And we are pleased that justice appears to have been served. But we also recognize that there is much more work to be done in the National Basketball Association and the National Basketball Players Association, together with our newly formed social justice coalition. We'll redouble our efforts to advocate for meaningful change in the areas of criminal criminal justice and policing. That is a big statement. Um, And I think. It, it's always interesting to see how organizations who have huge swaths of, you know, African-American representation have talked about not only the trial, not only, you know, George Floyd's murder, but anything that's happened in a space where their players have taken the lead to kind of talk about the the social impact of those things and how their daily lives are impacted by racism and white supremacy and all those kinds of things. Um, in their daily lives. It is really interesting to see that there was a joint statement on this from the league when, you know, we've seen so many, you know, weird half steps in terms of, should we, should we jump in on this conversation? Should we not? The thing that is the most interesting about this is the usual ties that we see from a league standpoint to things like the military, to things like the police forces, mm-hmm. where there is very much a interesting and kind of direct tie to, you know, backing the blue uh, mm-hmm. and backing the troops mm-hmm. uh, that we see from most of these, these organizations. Um, John, I'm just curious to hear your thoughts about like, you know, we haven't seen anything like this happen where the leagues have, you know, the league members and the kind of the higher or higher, you know, governing bodies have weighed in on something that is, you know, if you, if you're a police officer is, is, feels anti-cop. Uh, but it's a thing that has really come to fruition in a, in a bigger way. I'd love to hear your thoughts on kind of where you think this lays in, in the kind of overall landscape.
1: Well, I, I mean, first of all, I would love to know how NBA players and coaches actually feel about, uh, reform versus abolition the police force. Mm. Mm. I was just curious about that from like a, a personal standpoint because yeah that kind of that kind of shades how this statement reads to me is you know if if the NBA carefully chooses their words to kind of give room for this idea of the police force is broken and we can reform it then that's a step that I think leads to probably having another series of these conversations in five years mm. if the if the if the real sentiment of the league and the owners and well, almost certainly not the owners, but the players and the coaches is that of the system is working exactly as intended and it needs to be changed in a, a a radical way, which is not to get political, but definitely kind of where I sit on this issue. Um, I, you know, I feel like this is a big step. This is a big statement, you know, so it, it depends a little bit. I am, Kalief, I'm, I, I you know I'm so deeply cynical about this stuff at this point point. Mm. and uh if listeners can't tell uh, I'm white so uh, my cynicism <laughs> is is probably nowhere near the cynicism uh and kind of despair of of my black friends and peers so like take that with a grain of salt but like I I am super kind of despondent almost always about how, these things end up happening and we go through a series of um conversations that seem really important and big and then those kind of cool off and i think you know again not to take this away from kind of a league statement too far but like nancy pelosi's words really uh struck <laughs> me as being really indicative of really a good distillation of how I think this conversation always goes off the rails, but she framed George Floyd's murder as a sacrifice for justice. Hmm. And he didn't sacrifice shit. Like he, he wasn't making a decision there. He was just murdered in cold blood by a cop. Mm-hmm. And and in, in the cop didn't get away with it in the most literal, like point a to point B sense, but like, the 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 industry of policing is in my opinion getting away with it because we're not talking about massive changes to the way we incarcerate people or the way we treat uh criminals or the way we police people which you know may or may not or should or should not be even a thing anyway i'm deeply cynical about this stuff so this stuff kind of gets you know cloudy for me so the nba yeah. releasing a statement feels big but i'm also mostly just kind of sad and and bummed and like i don't know where we go from here i'm not as upset as the nfl releasing statements of the same kind of uh tone because frankly they're the ones that have blacklisted colin kaepernick for uh calling attention to this shit years ago you know
0: Mm
1: -hmm. for the same shit but because george floyd's uh, murder happened, frankly, when we were all home watching TV and we were all watching that and we all saw it. This is why this blew up the way it did. And, you know, <sighs> I want more players and coaches in the NBA to keep talking about this stuff as plainly as they do because mm-hmm. it's it's Steve Kerr and it's Greg Popovich and it's, of course, players like LeBron, LeBron James and George Hill and like other players that just say these things plainly about the way uh, our police system works. They have to keep saying this. We can't just let Adam Silver and the joint owners release a statement and go, okay, we've done the due diligence. We've done the work needed to just say something about this, and then we can move on. Those coaches and players need to keep saying stuff. They need to keep saying stuff when 13-year-old kids in Chicago are being gunned down. They need to keep saying stuff when this inevitably, unfortunately, happens again, maybe in a week, maybe in two weeks, maybe tomorrow. Like, that's the clip at which we're, this is happening. So, like, we have to keep talking about it as plainly and as aggressively as possible. And I hope that the NBA players and coaches are emboldened to talk about it more instead of feel like, oh, the league's got us so we can quit talking about it, if, mm. if that makes sense. So yeah, I, mean, I hope it, I hope it embolds, emboldens players and coaches to keep talking about it instead of, you know, wrapping it up. In some sort of bow and saying this is how we feel
0: yeah and and it's been nice to see players again continue to be outspoken there were a couple of quotes from folks that were were in the article that i pulled um you know carl anthony town saying justice and accountability on his on his twitter on his twitter account you know things i never thought i would see there's there's much more work to do but this is an amazing start working towards the reform this country needs sure steve nash of the brooklyn nets saying uh you know coach of the brooklyn nets saying i just hope that this is the type of statement by our justice system that gives hope and precedence for these things, uh, these types of verdicts to be the norm. Um, it, the the thing that I find really interesting about all of this is I, I'm, you know, I'm cynical too about how this all plays out. We've seen in the past 48 hours, at least two other people be murdered by, by police officers since the yep. conviction went down. Yep. Um, Which again, feels like it resets the clock again. It's like that. We, it's like that. That, that, that picture of the, like, how many incidents
1: did we have at work today,
0: days since, uh, kind of conversation, right?
1: And, and in the U S you could do cop murders or mass shootings and that clock resets way too often. So way too often. Um, the, the thing that
0: gives me a little bit of hope, um, and it's not a lot of hope, but it's some hope is looking at the conversation and how it's changed over my lifetime. Mm. Um, as a person who has been a big, I mean, NBA is a part of my life. Like, you know, yeah, so many things are a part of my life. Um, you know, it, it is the, the, NBA has given me cultural touch, touchstones and markers for delineating certain parts of my life. Sure. I remember very, very specifically, and this is, the, this is the reason why it gives me a little bit of hope to see the NBA and the NBA PA put out the statement. I remember very specifically when Mahmoud Abdul Raouf was blackmailed out of the, out of the league. Yeah. For standing up and you know, praying during the, the national anthem. Yeah. Um, and there was no help for him. No. There was no league statement that went to say religious beliefs are across the board, a thing that we want to, you know, raise up and, and lift up in a real way. They shunned him from players, from coaches to the league. No one stood up for him publicly in a real way. They did yeah. after the fact, way later. Uh, once he was, you know, out of the league and, and sent off overseas to play, uh, but during that moment when he did a very Kaepernick esque, well, actually Kaepernick is doing what Mahmoud at Mahmoud did first. Right. Um, you know, doing that thing of him changing his name from Chris Jackson to, uh, Mahmoud Abdul uh, which was also a statement in and of itself, you know, embracing sure. his, his, uh, his Muslim beliefs. Um, but it was a very interesting time to just see no one give him any love in that moment. Um, and stand up with him. Now we do see that there are still elements of the shut up and dribble that happens both within the league and and outside of it. Um, the thing I do wonder is that will there be a separation from these leagues that feels like those ties to the military and to law enforcement are still there? uh, to actually show that there is a space there for these conversations to flourish and to feel like the, the you know, those, those ties aren't as close as they used to be. That to me will be a, a, a telltale sign of some actual movement in a way that feels bigger and broader than just the usual kind of NBA statement, uh, that, that winds up going out. And I hope yeah. that go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, I, 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 I appreciate that more hopeful note than I think I had. Like, I think, I think you're right. I mean, like the, the, the tenor of these conversations has certainly changed over the last, uh, last decade, last two decades, certainly. And a lot of it has to do with visibility. I think a lot of it has to do with uh audiences evolving like you know i think mm-hmm. if, if we talk about the nfl's audience that are still buying f4 you know ford f150s and you know they're you know they're still turning into the fox animation block on sunday night and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and having a good old time and mm-hmm. they don't want to hear anything that's not just reverend of the military um and that's that audience and i don't know if that's ever going to change at yeah. least without some radical top-down decision-making to start to separate those things. That's my opinion because mm. I don't mm-hmm. think that's going to happen from the audience up, right? I don't think yeah. they're going to embrace yeah. Colin Kaepernick and the, the players that rock the boat um, and, and all that stuff because I think the power structures are still too racist, frankly, in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the, in the NBA, it's, it's less of that. Certainly – Ownership structures in the NBA are still racist as fuck. Like we know that, (laughs) but like, but like, but like, but coaching and coaches and players. And I think the audience uh, decidedly less. So decidedly more receptive to these conversations and, and, Viewpoints of, of black Americans, frankly, like yeah. I think I think the audience is just more receptive to those things because I don't know if it's because you can see the sometimes I wonder Khalif, if it's like I can see these players faces if it's oh, yeah. as simple as they're not wearing a fucking helmet and I don't see them oh. from a million miles away. It's that I'm I'm watching these flesh and blood people pour their heart out and say things and have anguish and have feelings and sometimes I do wonder if that's like a, an actual psychological deciding factor of like what kinds of audiences are, are receptive to what. Um, but like, I think that stuff does matter. And I think like if any league in this, in this country, uh, let me say this. If any men's league in this country is right. going to start that conversation, it's going to be the NBA women's leagues, yeah. soccer, hockey, hockey, uh, WNBA starting and having those conversations way more effectively, in my opinion, it's just that those that scale's not there right right yeah. now. But the NBA, I think, could lead on this, and I, I think your your note is more hopeful than mine. And I'm willing to, I'm willing to believe it. Yeah, <laughs> I just hope I and hope and it th- comes true.
0: I do too. I mean, and ladies' leagues have been leading the way. On yes. all of this. Yes. WNBA <laughs> yeah. is the reason why we had, you know, messages on jerseys last year. Yeah. Uh, it's the reason why we've seen this stuff, you know, from the soccer leagues and all that. For, you know, they have been leading the way on this and, and kudos yeah, and, and bravo to, you know, those those groups using their political action for good uh, yeah. while also donning their jerseys and getting out on the court and busting ass. Yeah. Um, the, the last thing I want to share on that is I think that the... um one, I think you're really absolutely right about the kind of visibility part of that. I think that's absolutely a part of it of like, you get to see people's faces doing that thing. And then think there's another conversation to have at a a later date about just how much hip hop cultures and its influence has connected sports to the larger audience in a way and how that cross, um, conversational tone as has, has made that easier for the NBA to do this work. Uh, than the NFL or any other league to do this work. It is right. deeply entrenched in hip hop culture, even though the NBA tried so many ways to dismiss it uh damn. in the Iverson, you know, conversation. Um and, and tried to to tamp it down. Um it has just never gone away because you can't defeat hip hop. God damn it, you can't defeat hip hop. No,
1: you, uh, you just can't.
0: You can't. <clears throat> um so yeah, I I'm excited to see what happens, you know, Kind of moving forward, I, I I think we have a much more outspoken uh, player base, uh, probably, you know, this is the most outspoken we've seen since the civil rights movement uh, in, a, in an actual way uh, with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Jim, and Jim yeah. Brown and, 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 and Muhammad Ali and, and all those other folks in that space in a sports sense uh, doing that work together. So, um, yeah, it'll be wild to see what happens. I'm actually really interested in what the Social Justice Coalition does. Uh, that they talked about in this statement too, because I'm like, who is this? Where is this? And when did this happen? Yeah, who is it, and what are they yeah. doing? I, I just yeah. want to know that. That's all I want to know. I mean, if Rex Chapman is leading the Social Justice <laughs> Coalition, <laughs> fuck, I don't, I don't know his politics, but I, you know, Rex, Rex was down with the brothers. So I, I'll, I'll be okay with that. Um, last story for this week's corner three um, is a much more upbeat, much more uh, light-hearted one. Um, ESPN is going to debut a Marvel-inspired telecast on May 3rd, and I am infinitely excited to hear John's thoughts on this. But before we start about that, <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: um, it will be on, uh, let's see, uh, the Marvel-inspired alternative presentation for the Golden State Warriors versus Pelicans game on Monday, May 3rd. Yeah. This exclusive alternative presentation NBA special edition presented by State Farm Marvel's arena of heroes. will start at 7 30 PM EST on ESPN, ESPN plus ESPN deportes in the traditional telecast on ESPN. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like, and let me go through this really fast because mm-hmm. it's a lot of stuff, yeah. uh, telecast will integrate elements from the an original Marvel story. Yep. Wow. Hit me with And details. iconic characters, including Iron Man, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Captain uh-huh. America, Black Widow, and Doctor Strange throughout the live game, including 3D virtual graphics, characters, uh-huh. and custom animation packages. Um, yep. I'm not going to read that other part because that's stupid. Uh, it will have a scoring system that they <laughs> will implement. One Marvel hero point will be awarded for every point, rebound, assist, steal, or block. War Marvel Hero Point will be deducted for every missed field goal, free throw, or turnover. That sounds extremely complicated to do, uh-huh. especially for a fast game. And also, ESPN commentators Ryan Rucco and Richard Jefferson uh, will provide commentary in a fully customized Marvel-themed studio at ESPN's Bristol, Connecticut campus. Additionally, the special presentation will include commentary and analysis from Marvel expert Angelique Roche. Okay, John Warren, <laughs> please share your thoughts about the Marvel-inspired ESPN telecast featuring the yeah. Golden State Warriors and the New Orleans Pelicans. So
1: that so this is on May 3rd? Is that what you said? May 3rd May before 3rd. Cinco de Mayo. Okay. So you can't even be drunk for it. It, it. it means that I will not be watching the NBA on May 3rd. That's what, what? this means. I will not what be watching. I, mean? this, I will not be watching this telecast. Listen, Why, how, could you, how could you pollute Steph Curry versus Zion Williamson <laughs> with this Marvel shit? <laughs> Listen, I get I get that ESPN, the worldwide leaders got to incorporate Disney at every, they got it. They got to get more of those Disney plus subs, I guess, even though they're <laughs> fucking killing it right now. He's got to go read Julia Alexander's shit over at IGN now to True. see how well they're doing. Um, shout outs to Julia. Uh, what uh, to me, Khalif to me, to me <laughs> when the NFL did their, I'll say this when the NFL did their Nickelodeon thing in the playoffs, yes. I thought yeah. that was dope. I thought that was fucking yeah. cool. It was great, mostly because Nate Burleson was there and my guy was fucking explaining the game to folks that might not be watching it all the time in a really interesting way. Now, what this is going to be is just some CG bullshit of Tony Stark and and fucking Benedict Cumberbatch or whatever (laughs) on the court. Dr. Strange is going to like shoot a, a basket into the, uh, the uh, shoot a ball into the basket from like, or he's going to make it teleport through a portal and then drop through the basket. <laughs> um, here's the grim part. Uh, are, are they getting someone besides Chadwick Boseman to, to, dub Black Panther? Cause this is the first, I will say this first appearance of Black Panther as a character since Chadwick Boseman's death. That's grim in and of itself. What's, that's, what's yeah. that going to be like?
0: I, yeah. So, I didn't think I didn't, that would really come through when I just read that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Are we ready to like, have that
1: conversation? I mean, Marvel? look.
0: If, if, if. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You because all, I, you were all about this shit, and now you're
1: like, oh, man, Chadwick.
0: I, I, man. John, you know I love you. Yeah. And you know I love your vim and vigor. <laughs> for all things that that happen yeah. in the NBA, because hell, we're doing a goddamn basketball podcast yeah, together, was, which is one of the things I've always had, yeah. always wanted to do. Yeah, here's here's where here's where it gets funky. Okay, and I agree because I really liked the Nickelodeon stuff. I thought that that was brilliant. I thought that I thought was that cool. was a very even though a lot of people poo pooed on it, I thought, I thought it, was it was super cool. dope because it was yeah. really really interesting in the way that they did it. One at my former job. I remember, and I I can probably talk about this. Who knows? Maybe they'll sue me.
1: Um, <laughs> your NDA might was fired
0: <laughs> Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm I think I think it's over now at this point. Um, there was some cool tech that basically did like some NBA Jam esque stuff that they were doing, thinking about using for NBA games. That was basically like, okay. you know, on you know, under your feet, you'd be on fire. You hit a couple of shots, sure. and they would show a graphic during a live game. You know, yeah. live. And there's another uh, another story that we didn't talk about this week that's going to be like. Op, you know, um, visuals that are going to go on the court that do like what the NFL is doing with the pad technology now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We can kind of see, okay. you know, you know, stats, you know, the in the overlay. Next a whole gen delay.
1: stats or whatever, right? Yeah,
0: next yeah. gen stats on on the court happening at the real time.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm going to lose my mind if Zion dunks it on somebody, and you get a weird sweeping camera of fake Chadwick Boseman doing the Wakanda whatever. Wakanda forever on the sidelines somewhere. I don't know what I'm going to do with that. Like, what does yeah. that actually to me? I, I yeah. don't. I, the thing that makes me now worried because you've added worry to this, John. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. you added I can't reason just let shit
1: be fun. I can't just let shit be fun. <laughs> no, it's fine. Because it's I think about this stuff. I'm like, I'm not ready to see. I'm not ready to see some uh, like fucking dollar store Chadwick Boseman <laughs> on my TV screen. <laughs> The man's been in the ground for less than a year. Like, can we please it's have true. some respect? Anyway, I don't yeah, like I
0: I I think if mm-hmm. they keep a lot of the stuff to the studio presentation, which again will be stupid anyway, that doesn't sure. make a lot of sense. Right. It's going to be the on-court stuff that's going to be wild. Like, it, you know, they're going to figure out a way to, you know, superimpose a cape on curry or some shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, they're probably gonna figure out some way to, you know, when people jump, they'll throw some iron man rockets under their feet. Yeah. Uh, some stuff like that. Um, it, 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 it's gonna be interesting. I'm sad that we are not gonna like simulcast this and, and do a mystery I mean, science 3000 viewing of this. Cause I, mean, I don't know if we can it broadcast out. it. I mean, yeah. I don't know if we can broadcast it cause there's like rules against that, I but yes. But that's the reason we got to get our NBA press passes, John. We gotta get that's the, the press reason why we right. got to figure out how to make that happen. Cause I want, I just, cause like, this would be a dumb thing. I'd want to cover in a real way.
1: Yeah, sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah I would, I, if it was a thing to cover and we could like really cover it and ask people about it, I would love to do it because I would love to be a fly on the wall on the design meeting because uh, my ass would be like, every time Draymond tries to hit a low blow, uh fucking Groot comes on. He's like, oh yeah, <laughs> every single time. Like you start to, you start to pick out the stuff that like is real. Like if it's not just like Curry shoots a three, it's like, okay, no, no, no. I want, I want like every time Stan Van Gundy looks like he's about to have a stroke. Like I have rocket raccoon, <laughs> Come on the screen and be like, hey, no, calm down, Stan. It's fine. You know, like, like, that's the kind of shit I would love. But they won't do it. It'll just be, it'll just be Iron Man flying around on the screen or whatever. First of all, know.
0: I really hope that that one snippet of you doing Rocket Raccoon becomes the social <laughs> piece of thing that we put out for this episode.
1: Hey, Stan, calm down, me, calm down, man. Calm down, Stan. That make me
0: the most happy. <laughs> That is a win for everyone. That is a win for the internet, damn it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um is you doing your rocket raccoon uh for this <laughs> thing? I again, I, like I feel like there are people here that we could probably poke, right? As a, as a, as an organization to say we like should. hey, we do this show and and this is a really interesting story because I think that there's a space there that is um something that I think you know, I don't think this is going to be done enough to really catch fire in any real way. Like, sure. the thing that I, I I was sad about the the Nickelodeon thing was you wind up doing these one-offs. Mm-hmm. You look at the numbers, you see how people liked it, and then right. you usually just dump it. Like, people don't do it again right. to see if it's a thing that people actually liked, um, you know, in a way that people like actually came to and said, like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, we can tweak this to sure. make this better. It's usually just the one off and then they just dump it and they don't do it again. Right. Um but I think a thing like this especially leading up to Space Jam 2 being a thing, mm. which is a reason why they're really doing this. Um Yeah. is 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 a thing that could be fun in the same way that like you get the alternative version. Like you get the SAP button on your controller. I mean, on your, on your, on oh, your, yeah, yeah, yeah. your remote. And then, and then like, and then I want to, I want to Doris like Marvel button. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Like I want a yeah. Marvel
0: button that you get to see the alternate version of the visuals of, of a thing like this, which That's, would
1: be cool. It's a good point because like, you know, the, the way the NFL did it is they had, they had a broadcast on CBS with one broadcast team and you know, uh, a certain kind of production and then a simulcast on Nickelodeon with a different broadcast team. And, mm. and all that stuff. And that's how they did it. And it would be interesting to have like more of an integrated, and I feel like at this point in our technological space with all these channels going to streaming models anyway, mm. that this would be something that would be as easy to click as like an overlay or a presentation or whatever. Like, I think that would be something that some team could figure out and do. And then, and then oh. Khalif, importantly, I would then watch that Martin that may 3rd broadcast because then I would have a choice whether or not I wanted to see the bullshit or whether I just wanted to see Zion and staff go at it. Like that's, that's the choice I can make, but, oh my but, God. but because it's just, you know, it, it is the broadcast. Who am I kidding? I'll probably watch it. But,
0: uh, what I'm saying, how are you going to miss out on history? John, this is I like mean, the moon you know, landing.
1: I just, uh, to me, I, I just envision, you know, how the F- Fox NFL has got the fucking robot. And the robots yeah. just like got the football. I I imagine yeah. it's not going to be much more than that, but instead of the yeah. robot, it's Thor or whatever, you know, like,
0: <laughs> just, just like, imagine, just imagine walk, walk with, walk me down this aisle of, of non-sensory. Yeah. Just imagine the simulcast as they do mm-hmm. transplants everyone from the NFL on Fox show into the NBA booth. Oh so God. you have Terry Bradshaw, Chris Long, and you have Michael Strayhand, yeah, doing the NBA commentary mm-hmm. on that game. Yeah, that would be the most brilliant thing on the planet, and I would pay wild money for it
1: to to swap I would, I would watch it. Kind of broadcast teams. Yeah, I'd love anybody to see but Chuck, Joe Buck. I'd love to see <laughs> Chuck. I'd love to see Chuck talk about the NFL like i would love he to did see he that. did a
0: college he did a college game once yeah when auburn was when auburn was in was in of some championships auburn, he, yeah he did whatever. it was of course it was auburn yeah and it was the dumbest shit on the planet Probably. it was stupid yeah yeah and i was like yeah. I, you know chuck chuck being Chuck. the funniest thing i saw about chuck and this is, has nothing to do with anything was he said he said something the other day and all right-wing media picked it up and it was like yeah chuck is on our side and i was shit. like what He said it wasn't like a pick your pants up thing. It was some other thing. Basically it was like very milk toast, middle of the road, fence sitting kind of thing.
1: Yeah, every every once in a while he's got some boomer ass thing that he (laughs) says. And then um and then right wing media picks it up and it's like okay. We got Chuck, Chuck's on our side brothers. I don't know. I don't Chuck's got nobody. Chuck's is Chuck's on
0: our sides, brothers. (laughs) He believes in us. We got him
1: roll no down to down
0: these colors don't run <laughs> they don't jump either um <laughs> anywho um yeah it's gonna be a fun a fun game even though John won't watch it and that's fine whatever um not <laughs> we'll being a team player, whatever
1: we'll talk about it yeah we're
0: definitely gonna talk about it because I'll, I'll, I'll if I can find a clip for it I'll, I'll put it into the next show yeah let's uh, do it. once it once it winds up being after that show either way. Again, thank you all of you for listening this week. We had a wonderful blast of a show this week. We did miss our, our third partner in crime in Nikki ISS Grayson. Uh, we are wishing him a wonderful quick return uh, to Captain Planet Corner <laughs> 3 world uh, where he is saving the world with his, with his beautiful voice uh, and his lovely wares. Um, until then uh, we're going to see you all next week with another corner three Uh, again check out the show in all the places that you can Uh, if you wanted to buy and cop some dope merch
1: uh, from the Fanbite store where would we go John Warren you go to store.fanbyte.com to catch some stuff I think we're refreshing the store next week I want to say so yeah check new out. things yeah new things new things awesome 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 again
0: uh hit us up on the Apple podcast platform hit us up with a five star review please let us know how we're doing I think feedback is a thing that we always want to you know continue to get and, and continue to build out what the show is going to be by hearing directly from you all of you at home. Uh, who are listening and are rocking with us super hard. It has been amazingly dope to put on these shows for all of you. Uh, and we want to continue to do that and, and build it out and hopefully not get banned by the NBA before we
1: <laughs> before we get our press passes uh, to
0: be able to do all the cool work.
1: We got uh, also, out really the quickly. Game. We got banned. Yeah, out of the gate. <laughs> I think
0: we didn't talk about that I totally forgot to dig into was the Knicks had an eight-game win streak this 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 week, culminating in an eight-game win streak. New York people are losing their minds. I'm getting texts from people who I met in high school who were in my high school classes talking about yo Knicks. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Let's keep going. Keep pushing Knicks. Julius
1: Randle's Julius. I'm telling you, Julius Randle's a fucking Knicks legend already. It's crazy. It, I mean, again, he's got he's helped to
0: get them into the playoffs. Yeah. He will never have to go and worry about getting a stake again in New York. He's twenty five. He's twenty five? Yeah, he's he's Wait, what? young.
1: Julius he's Randall? Young? No. He's got to be in me, his 30s. Please tell me I didn't fuck this up. He's 26. He got to be in the 30s. No, he's, he's 26. 26? Yeah.
0: What? Yeah. Oh shit. We might have hey, a 26. Team. What? Yeah. Like you might you might have a guy like for a while, which is cool. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Who knew? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Let's go Knicks. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Gives me hope. Good Lord. Anyway. Much love to you all here in podcast land. Much love to you all, in fanbite land, Cody3 land. We rep all day, every day. We'll see you all next week. Much love to you. Peace.
1: Luca beat the Mavs. I mean, Luca beat the Lakers by.